Amazon Books, your weekly program about great reads through book talks, trailers, and first chapters. Presented by Mrs. Winningham and Mrs. Kovach. Hi, it's Mrs. Kovach. I'll be reading Pretty Girl 13 by Liz Coley. Chapter one, interrogation. Go back now, a voice said, and she felt a poke between her shoulder blades. She tripped forward a step, arms out to catch her balance. Don't, she protested, whirling to look behind her, but no one else was there. She shivered and shook her head to clear it. When the wave of Disney's passed, she opened her eyes. She blinked hard at her street, her cul-de-sac, her neighborhood. The sun was halfway up the cloudless azure sky. Hot Santa Ana wind tossed the sweet gum trees and a hint of red tinged the edge of the fallen leaves. Sharp, pointy seed pods scattered across the sidewalk. In August, an unexpected weight tugged at her left hand. Just a plastic grocery bag. Where was her camping gear? She hefted the bag to look inside, and that's when the strangeness hit her. She dropped it in surprise and studied her left hand. Something was really wrong here. This wasn't her hand. Those weren't her fingers. These fingers were longer, thinner than they were supposed to be, and a strange sliver of a ring circled her middle finger. The skin was dry and roughed, and dark scars circled the wrist like bracelets. She turned over her right hand, studying the unfamiliar cracks and calluses on her palm. She clenched it experimentally, and it felt wrong. Angie frowned and spun to look again behind her. How had she gotten here? She didn't remember walking this way. She was just in the woods. Her stomach growled and her right hand flew to her waist, taut and thin. And where had that hideous skirt come from? Flowers and ruffles? Not her style at all. And no way would Liv or Katie have brought it. She wouldn't have borrowed it even if they had. She picked up the bag and peeked at the collection of completely strange clothes. A sick feeling replaced the emptiness in her belly. Her head felt floaty, disoriented, and disconnected. Angie's eyes traced the house through the cul-de-sac. Everything there was familiar, thank God. The cars in the driveways looked right, which was reassuring, until she caught sight of Mrs. Harris pushing her stroller, just entering her garage. Mrs. Harris didn't have kids. She broke into a run, feeling for the first time the blisters on her feet and the ache in her legs. Home. She had to get home. Of course, she'd been lost in the woods. Now she was home. She felt under the woven grass mat for a key and opened the red door. Mom, she yelled. Hey, Mom, I'm home. She stepped through, tumbling down the front stairs, sliding, feet sliding, face a screaming mask of disbelief. Her mom burst into tears. She engulfed Angie in her arms, speechless, gulping. Mom, Angie said into her hair. Mom, I can't breathe. She dropped the bag of clothes with a small thump. She brushed a wisp of hair from her lips and silver threads uh, mingled with her mom's loose brown curls. Can't breathe. Can't breathe. Mom let go enough to hold Angie at arm's length and devour her face with her eyes. Can't. She left a tight hysterical bark. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's a miracle. Thank you, God. Thank you. She raised her eyes to the ceiling. Thank you, she said again. Upstairs, a toilet flushed and dad's voice called down the stairs. Margie, what's all the commotion? Mom whispered to Angie. Oh, your father. He'll just... She couldn't speak. Her face was white, too round and white. Dad's tread on the landing filled the pause, and for a moment he stood there, his hands plastered to his cheeks. His eyes met Angie and filled with tears. Angela, are you, are you, are you really? His voice choked off. Angie looked back and forth between the two of them. Um, yeah, I'm really, what's going on? It, it was just her. 
Something was wrong with her parents, too. A shiver passed and pressed against her shoulder blades. Angel, Dad whispered the words. He stood on the landing, frozen in weirdness. His black hair was completely gray. His damp eyes looked a hundred years old. Angie's heart began to race. Her feet tingled like they wanted to take off running. You guys are totally freaking me out. We're freaking you out? Mom's hysterical laugh broke out again. Angie, where have you been? You know, Angie's stomach squirmed, camping. The way they stared and stared at her made it hard to breathe. Camping, she said again firmly. Dad stared stared at her and started down the stairs. Camping, he repeated. Camping? His voice rose in a pitch. For three years? Angie locked the bathroom door and pressed her back against it. Her familiar towel set, cream with roses hung on the rack, just where she left it. It smelled like Tide. She'd never been so happy to see her towel before. It was perfect. It was right, unlike her parents. Were they kidding? Were they crazy? She couldn't have been missing for three years. That kind of thing doesn't happen to a person. They don't just forget about missing for three years. She turned the sink first, then glanced up at her face and looked back with clear gray, gray eyes. In that moment of utter surprise, she forgot how to breathe. The girl in the mirror could have been her older sister, taller and thinner. Her cheekbones were sculpted where Angie's were soft and round. Her face was pale where Angie's was tanned from the summer at the pool. The girl had long, dirty blonde hair where Angie's was highlighted and bobbed. The girl had serious arm muscles, gray skin, healed up scars, and another thing, the girl in the mirror that made her a stranger was her curvy shape. Angie dropped her eyes and looked down at herself. A wooden pounding startled her. Angela, Angela, for God's sakes, don't do anything. Her father's voice sounded panicked. Don't, don't. Angie turned the lock and opened the door. I wasn't. Her face flushed with guilt. For what? Dad's face was drawn with tension. A bead of sweat stood on his forehead, and Angie was mesmerized by it. She realized only half his chin was shaved. His gaze slipped to the right, avoiding her. His voice was low and hoarse. Detective Brogan will be here in 15 minutes. He said not to touch anything that might be considered evidence. Evidence of what? Angie asked. The sound of running water filled the heavy silence while Dad hesitated over his answer. His attention darted to the sink. Oh, God, Angela, you didn't watch anything yet, right? She held up her filthy arms, dirt so embedded in the creases and pores that she had turned gray. Evidence, she repeated. Of what, Dad? Dad's mouth twisted around for a few moments. Evidence of whatever or whoever. Angie looked at him confused. His forehead creased with lines. Dark hollow circled his eyes. You really don't know what I'm talking about, do you? Angie felt stupid. She expected something. He expected something from her. She didn't know what, but she could feel his anger simmering. Something stirred inside, and she walked to him and wrapped her arms around his waist. Her head came up to his chin. I love you so much, she said. She felt him stiffen and pull back. She must have done the wrong thing. Her arms dropped and she turned cold inside and out. I have to finish shaving, he said randomly. His head turned away from her. Shut up the water and go wait downstairs with your mother. He walked, up, he walked down the hall and closed the bedroom door behind him. And she had the vague idea that it might be a good idea to cry, but everything was tangled and frozen inside. She thought about chewing the fingernail, but it was dirty and evidence. Her stomach clenched. Evidence of what? The unusual ring on her left hand caught her eye. Why couldn't she remember where she bought it? Question made her strangely nervous. And the single warning throb of a headache coming started to poke at her temple. 
She twisted the silver band loose and placed it in the soap dish. The pain passed. It was probably Libby's or Katie's. Better not to think about it too hard. The sound of dad razors hummed as Angie hurried down the top flight of stairs. She stopped halfway, her feet pinned to the landing. She hovered like a lost child halfway between dad's upstairs and mom's downstairs. Her pulse beat the, pa the passing seconds. Someone was coming, a detective dad said. She watched the front door until the frosted glass darkened with shadow. Mom flew from the kitchen to answer the double knock. A tall, ginger-haired man stood framed in the doorway. Mom threw herself into his arms with a muffled sob. He patted Mom on the back with one hand and looked over her head to the landing where Angie still hesitated. The man's eyes went wide. Angela, he whispered, welcome home. He separated himself from Mom and held out his right hand, palm up, half an invitation, half as a handshake. Please, he said, will you come down? Dad had called him a detective, but he was wearing blue jeans with a tear starting in one knee. The sleeves of his dark plaid shirt were rolled to the elbow. He looked casual, comfortable. He looked amazed. Angie took four steps to the bottom and reached his outstretched hand. It was huge, and hers disappeared as he pressed it between both of his. L.A.'s County Sheriff Department, Detective Phil Brogan, he said, Sorry to appear like this. I was gardening, and I didn't waste a moment when Mitch called. His hands were rough and calloused, but he held hers like a newborn kitten with care and tenderness. He tilted his head and studied her face with a tiny smile. Angie's tension began melting away, her chill warming until the moment he ruined it. This is incredible, he said. I feel like I know you already. She instantly felt exposed. A complete stranger who knew her? Her breath caught a gasp. She caged the sob before it could escape. If she let it start, she may never stop. Lord, I'm sorry, Angela, he said immediately. He held her hand. He let her hand slither away. Mitch told me on the phone there might be a memory issue that you aren't sure how long you were gone or exactly where you were. Disorientation? That's not unusual. Was that true? Angie tried to decipher his eyes. Blue, kind and honest. She didn't read a threat there. Okay, so maybe what was happening to her was unusual or wasn't that unusual. She felt a flicker of hope. Maybe she could actually, he could actually help her figure out this whole thing. She nodded and he, and he smiled gently. Come, he gestured to the family room with his head. Why don't we uh, move on down here? A clunk sounded upstairs and, and Angie imagined a giant ball rolling down the stairs, knocking them off their unsteady feet, but it was only dead. The corner of her mouth twitched. The detective caught it and smiled back with his eyes. Fascinating eyes, orange specked dots, the dark blue irises. She'd never seen anything like them. Dad walked ahead without sparing her a glance and clicked on the fire with a remote. She looks cold, he offered as an explanation. Of course, the heat from the gas fire locked safely behind the glass doors was too weak to reach her. Angie made a full sweep of the room, finding everything familiar in its place. The detective settled in the chair across from Angie, but it was closest to the corner of the sofa. His expression softened, and he rubbed the palm of his hand across his stubbly chin. Angela, I'm sorry this is difficult for you and very confusing. Did he? Angie wondered. Had his reality ever changed in a blink of the eye? Brogan placed a feather-light hand on her bowed head. I imagine all you want to do right now is reunite with your family and be left with in peace. She nodded a fraction of an inch, grateful for his, uh, his sympathy. She could tell he meant it. He understood how unstable she was. At least it didn't feel just like a police technique to warm her up for questioning. Besides her, Mom squeezed her hand, and Angie looked up into the detective's steady gaze. 
unexpected freckles dusted his cheekbones, but she offered sensing he was leading up to something. But, but it's my job to figure out whether we have a criminal case to pursue, especially if we have a fresh trail. Do you understand? Her throat suddenly closed up. I'm about to throw up. Feeling was coming up again and she had to swallow it down. Criminal? Did, did I do something wrong? No, not you, Angie. Mom burst out, her fingers accidentally digging into Angie's palm and Angie flinched. Margie broke and said it's he raised an eyebrow. Sorry, Angela. There's just a few questions I need to ask you. But right now, we'll move through our through this to other procedures. There are a few things I want to know too, Dad interrupted. How on earth did you find your way home, Angela? Did anyone help you? Did you walk the whole way home? Yes, the single word escaped her lips.